Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630, WLAP, the home of the Cats. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking the Cats. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show is brought to you by Grassroots Pharmacy. I'll tell you a little bit more about them in just a bit. As you can probably tell, Kyle is on location in Vegas. You can hear all the movers and shakers uh, making things happen out there at Summer League. Kyle, I'll just let you have the floor for a bit. Uh, what stood out in Vegas so far? Yeah, it's crazy. I've never been to the Summer League, and it is the epicenter of the NBA right now. Um, everybody that has anything to do with the league is here, and I, I don't guess I ever realized that. Uh, but, you know, a lot of the stars are here. I talked to Carl Anthony Towns for a, a little bit the other day and uh, just bumped into Willie Cauley-Stein, talked to him a little bit. Um, you know, we saw LeBron and those guys that were out here to watch Anthony Davis, uh, out here to watch that opening game against uh, RJ and uh, Zion Williamson playing against each other. The night of the earthquake, uh, the literal earthquake here and the figurative one with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George teaming up in in la it's already been a for that reason a super eventful summer league and the whole place is kind of buzzing about that and buzzing about what might happen now it seems almost inevitable that russell westbrook is also going to be traded uh, from oklahoma city and you hear everybody just kind of whispering and buzzing about where he might go and what it might take to get him and tyler hero maybe is in that mix uh because one of the the logical trade partners for for russell westbrook would be the heat and one of the most attractive assets, uh, young assets that the Heat have right now uh, is Tyler Hero. and He's played super uh, in this summer league and shot it great, but he's uh, been a really effective scorer and done a bunch of other things as well. I think he had like 18 points, seven rebounds, and five assists in the last game. Um, playing with a ton of confidence, swagger, as you might imagine. Trash-talking people, as you might imagine. Um, and, and there's a lot of, of positive buzz about Hero around the league you hear that out here people think he's going to be really good uh it'll be interesting to see he has not signed his contract and that that sort of opens the window for him to be traded immediately i think if they sign it uh they have to be that you have to wait 30 days to to trade a draft pick uh so the fact that he hasn't signed sort of leaves that possibility cracked that he's going to be involved in some kind of deal and maybe it would be the, the westbrook deal um so that's some of the stuff that's just kind of floating around here and then just the fact that there's an army of Kentucky guys. There's, I think, 13 guys playing in the summer league from Kentucky, and then all the the guys on the periphery, like I said, that are not in the summer league but but are here to watch. Uh, Anthony Davis, Carl Towns, Willie, or um, Shea Gilgis Alexander bumped into him the other night. Uh, some of those guys. Bam Adebayo, I don't think is playing, but he's here, and I spoke to him last night. So it's you know this is a Kentucky party, uh, and I have a story coming on. Uh, later this week on The Athletic, just about sort of the the brotherhood, the fraternity that exists out here in, in the NBA in general, but at the Summer League especially. Last year, Calipari came out here and took a bunch of them out to dinner, and uh, they've all hung out out here a bunch, and uh, it's kind of interesting to see. How was Shay's demeanor going um, from living the high life in L.A. and thinking you <laughs> might get to team up with Kawhi Leonard and now no offense to our buddy Brett Dawson who covers the Thunder or our other buddy Joe Masato, you know, who's out in Oklahoma. No offense to that city too much, but I mean going from LA to OKC is is quite quite the different environment. 
definitely a culture shock, and he uh, was not interested in talking. I don't think, uh, you know, young guys, especially when there's a pending trade and it's not official, I think they're allowed. The players can say kind of whatever they want. It's the management that can't. But he he clearly didn't want to talk because he didn't want to be asked anything about uh, about that trade. Now, I'm sure he's disappointed. Um, one that he, he, you know, probably that they didn't trade some other piece and that he got to stay because – what's there now is the favorite to win the NBA championship uh, and where he's going more than the city you're living in LA versus Oklahoma. Uh, it's the type of team you're going to. And, and in his case, he goes from a contender uh, and, and even without the big trades, they were a playoff team, but uh, what is now a, a heavy contender to in Oklahoma city, it looks like it's going to be a complete and total rebuild. And in fact, so I don't know what, what does he want? Because he is now probably going to be the cornerstone of the rebuild. I mean, when, when all the dust settles, if, if Westbrook is dealt away, I mean, he could be the face of the franchise for the future. Um, so that there's some positive in that, but it also means you don't have quite as much or, or quite a bit less, in fact, uh, help for Shea Gilchrist-Alexander. Uh, also, we played the audio on the last edition of the show from Becky Hammond. Uh, the Spurs coach on on Keldon Johnson, how is uh, he he been doing out there? It seems like he's been getting some positive reviews from Spurs specifically, as we heard from her. But overall, he's kind of opened some eyes. It seems like. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm, I'm, my brain scrambled from the travel and, and long days out here. I think his 29 point game, I think, was in what the Salt the other league, Salt Lake City or something before they came here. I think that's right. And then he had the. Yesterday, I think he had like a twenty-point game. He played played well, played hard. Came up with a ended up with a uh, black eye and a bandage over his eye. Um, but uh, he's playing really well. He's turning heads. As you said, you played the audio. I, I asked Hammond about him, and she called him the steal of the draft. Um, and and just talking about him being surprised by his competitiveness. And I actually just just a couple minutes ago talked to Keldon. Um, and I was talking to him about, you know, at what point the, he's flipped the switch from the disappointment of draft night, you know, of sliding to the realization that it's a, maybe a net positive to go to a franchise like San Antonio at where they, you know, they're winners annually and they develop players all the time. And I thought it was interesting. He said he was never disappointed because he felt like, uh, that, you know, there's a million guys that would kill to be in his position to be a draft pick. Uh, to get a chance in the NBA. Uh, and then when you factor in that he did go to a great place, um, he said he was really never all that disappointed. And now he feels like, you know, he's exactly where he should be. And I, I think he's right. I mean, if you're not going to go in the top 20, if you're going to slide a little bit and you end up with the Spurs, that's about as good as you can hope for. Yeah, I think there's kind of some parallels between Keldon Johnson and Shea Gilgis-Alexander. The the situations they're in aren't exactly how they probably would have drew them up in their mind, but there is a ton of positives to be in, in those stable uh, organizations that have a proven track record of development. Yeah, I think that's that's exactly right. And, you know, talking to some people around the Spurs, I don't think they're going to rush Keldon at all, and they don't feel like they have to, and they can take their time with him. They can... You know, they can spend the next year or two developing him and, and then see where he is. And so there's not – I don't think there's – the other piece of that is, you know, if he goes in the lottery, there's a lot more pressure on him. He's going to a worse team and, and you know, with the lottery pick tag comes a lot more expectation. I think 
there's no pressure on Kelton Johnson next season to, to deliver anything. And so whatever he gives them will be good, and um, whatever he's able to learn in the process is, you know, is all to his benefit. Uh, coming up next, let's let's just do some random speculation. Uh, we talked about Hero potentially being traded uh, and maybe teaming up with Shea Gilgis Alexander. Let's see how that how that might go. But before that, I do want to tell you guys about Grassroots Pharmacy, which is a locally owned independent pharmacy looking to change your idea of what a pharmacy is supposed to be. They place a strong focus on nutrition supplementation and alternative therapies like CBD oil. Their pharmacists know there's nothing more important than your family's well-being. They will take the time to get to know you, explain your medication, and answer questions you may have. They accept most insurance plans, including Medicaid. You can give them a call at 859-263-1382. They're located on Sir Barton Way in the Hamburg Pavilion, right next to the four-way stop on the parking lot side of the Regal Cinema. They're open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., and on Saturdays, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. You can check out their website, grassrootspharmacy.com, or as I said, give them a call, 859-263-1382. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. What would you think of a Shea Gilgis Alexander Tyler Hero backcourt in Oklahoma City? I think if you're gonna if you're gonna hit the you know, hit the, the dynamite stick and blow it up and kinda start all over, um, I think that is you know, there are a lot worse ways you can sort of start than the with the foundation of what do you expect to be a, a brilliant young backcourt? Um, I think they'd be excited about that. I don't know if the fan base would, but I think the franchise would feel really good about that as a starting point for um, the rebuild. Um, you know, two positions, I think you'd feel confident you had something there. And then they've got, I think it's like up to 14 total draft picks that they, they've gotten in all this wheeling and dealing and a bunch of first-round picks. Um, I think they have... They, I believe I'm right on this. They have, as it stands, two first-round picks in six of the next seven drafts. Um, and so, one, you can you can build your young team that way through the draft. You can also package a bunch of those and go get yourself a star uh, in a trade. Um, you know, there's a bunch of things they could do, but I think they'd feel very happy about um, that situation if they had a, a second-year point guard that's already on his way to stardom and a, and a rookie shooting guard that, that I think most people in the league believe is are, is going to succeed. Yeah, it's interesting that people kind of get to see Tyler Hero fully unleashed. And uh, I think a good, not I don't, not a good portion necessarily, but some of it is, is due to the fact that, you know, summer league basketball, you can kind of showcase offensive games with not much on the line as opposed to college basketball. I did see some tweets kind of joking about, well, there's another one John Calipari misused. But I think it is kind of you do need to realize that the summer league is a very, very different game than college basketball. Well, yeah, I mean, he's still he's honestly scoring at about the same clip he scored at Kentucky in a lot of games. I mean, you know, he he put up some pretty huge games uh, and a lot of them in the biggest games they played while he was in Lexington. So I don't think he's playing just like well above what we thought, you know, he was at Kentucky. He's playing pretty much at the level that we saw uh, just in a, you know, in the, the NBA is a more wide open league. And as you said, the summer league is a totally different animal anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's, he is definitely showing people that against, you know, fellow NBA hopefuls, he's every bit as, as good as advertised. 
I guess we should take a moment, and I mentioned it before, but P.J. Washington did not play in because of injury. Uh, this should put to rest all the speculation about him missing any of those NCAA tournament games, Kyle. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, him and him and Reed Travis both, I would say we, we owe them a, a tip of the cap, uh, some respect. Uh, I've got something, too, coming on Reed Travis. I spoke to him at, uh, for a good while yesterday. And he, he talked a little bit more about, like, he was really hurt by the end. That, that knee injury, he was playing through legitimate injury and quite a bit of pain. He said by the end of their Elite Eight game, it was hard for him to walk. This is Reed. Um, and and he, had to, he kept trying to come back and kept, having, kept re-aggravating it to the point that he missed all the free draft stuff. He couldn't work out. He just had to shut it down for a while. Didn't think he was going to get to come to Summer League at all. And, Started feeling better a couple weeks ago and just asked his agent, see if there's a team that'll take me. And the, uh, the, uh, the Hawks did. Uh, and then he came back and worked out with Kenny Payne. He, he came to Lexington, and Kenny Payne whipped him into shape. And I'll have a bunch on that as well. But uh, just a, another, I think, tip of the cap is, is owed to Reed Travis for being one really tough dude. And then P.J. Washington's in the same boat. You know, was he was he faking an injury? Was he exaggerating the extent of the injury? Was he prevent, preventing his uh, protecting his draft stock? The answer to all that appears to be no. He missed the first two tournament games. He came back for the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight and played at an unbelievable level. Uh, almost willed them in both those games to to get to the Final Four. Just came up just short, and then yeah, it turns out his foot injury is still bothering him, and to the point that they're holding him completely. Uh, out of summer league so i think that says quite a bit about pj as well i guess we'll just mention this kyle um i broke the news on the last edition of the show of, of your injury uh, i did <laughs> I, I need an update on how how you're doing how how yeah. you're surviving summer league with an injured an injured wheel that's funny i just bumped into pj's dad and he point first thing he did was point at my foot and said that i look like his son because i've got the boot I got the boot on my right foot I've been dragging it all over the place here in, in Vegas. This is not an ideal place to be. Uh, the, the setup for Summer League is there's two attached arenas, and you kind of have to walk back and forth between the two to, to watch the games. And then one of the arenas, the only way down to the floor where we talk to these guys is down about 100 stairs. <laughs> so I've been up and down stairs on a uh, what I thought was a broken, but it turns out it's just a very badly sprained foot. Not a not a horrible uh, injury. I'll be fine, but it's not a not a good one for hiking through airports and up and down uh, stairs in an arena. My and of course, uh, of course, the injury came in the stupidest way possible, which is my two year old son taking a flying leap and plopping down on top of my foot while I was sitting down trying to play with him. So I'm an old man. I'm officially I'm officially a really old man. I, I'm hobbled by a child falling on me. Well, don't worry. The Warriors medical staff will clear you to cover. <laughs> clear me, and then I'll my whole body will uh, rupture. Um, all right, coming up, uh, we're going to do the last segment here. Uh, we got we got to also mention Kyle accidentally sticking. I don't know if it was his injured foot or his or his other foot, uh, but one of those two went into his mouth, and he got into some trouble on on social media <laughs> about the best interview uh, for UK basketball. And we got to talk, uh, get Kyle's thoughts on Demarcus Cousins becoming an LA Laker. But before that, I got to tell you guys again about Twillery. Smart Casual just got smarter and cheaper. Twillery brings performance work shirts to the next level with four-way stretch material that shuts down wrinkles, stops sweats, and keeps you looking and feeling cool for as low as $55 a pop when you bundle four or more. 
and free shipping and returns its top value in smart workwear. Grab them at twillery.com slash locked on. That's T-W-I-L-L-O-R-Y dot com slash locked on. We just talked about the great value, but right now you can get $25 off in addition to that great value by using the promo code locked on. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Twillery.com slash locked on. You are locked on Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So, Kyle, have you made a formal apology to Isaac Humphreys yet? Uh, no, no, I have not. Well, yeah, I guess I sort of did. Uh, I replied to him on Twitter, but uh, yeah, I did definitely stick, stuck my booted foot in my mouth on that one, calling uh, Reed Travis the uh, best interview of the Calipari era after talking to him yesterday. Yeah, you got a lot of lot of mentions, a lot of replies uh, from some of your colleagues. Uh, I saw our buddy John Hale of the Courier Journal just replied to a Willie with a Willie Cauley Stein gif, which made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, and that's a that's a good point. But I would say, uh, here's my distinction. I would say uh, Reed is the best interview in terms of giving the most thoughtful answers to exactly what you ask and having the most life perspective in doing so. But Willie was the most fun interview. I think that's a that's a fair distinction there. Yeah, I, I think that that's probably pretty accurate. Okay, so let's wrap on this edition of the show talking about DeMarcus Cousins in L.A. What were your initial reactions when you saw that that's how it's going down, and how do you think he and A.D. will pair together with old King James? I mean, it's got a chance to be a, a great move for him and for them, uh, and especially for them because, uh, you know, I think he um, – was obviously a little bit of a shell of himself, especially in the playoffs last year, because he, you know, came back from one injury and then got another. Um, you know, and you don't know and probably don't expect that he'll get back to pre-injury Demarcus Cousins, where he was one of the, you know, what twenty big twenty best players in the league, I guess, right? top twenty-five at least, if not higher than that. I don't know. He may have topped out even higher than that at one point. Um, on the verge of getting massive money, and, and then now he's going on his second straight kind of minimum deal. Um, so from their perspective, they get him for, what, like $3 million, something like that, for a season. And if he can get back to 85% of himself, you know, and just a, you know, a, a tick above where he was when he came back last year for the Warriors, I mean, that's a productive player, a real, you know, a really good player um, in your front court. And so... I think when, especially when you're dealing with what the what the Lakers are dealing with, where they um, swung and missed on their last big option, and there's not really much else out there to go get, you're going to have to take some gambles and hope for a you know a high payoff. And I I think Demarcus Cousin is as good of a bet there as any. What has kind of been the reaction around the summer league there about that? Just the Lakers overall. Can, I mean, they got a, they got a quite a few. You know, a couple Kentucky guys there with Rondo signing as well, in addition to Anthony Davis. I think people are are relatively skeptical about what Rondo's got left in the tank. You know, I mean, he is pretty pretty near the end there. Um, but, you know, he's a veteran guy who's smart and can, you know, has played with a bunch of these guys. I mean, they basically had um, – he's been with a good chunk of this roster before, uh, both in Los Angeles and previously – uh, in New Orleans, so um, 
Yeah, I don't think it's a bad addition, but I think people are a little skeptical. And I guess all there's a report today that the Lakers plan to put LeBron at point guard. <laughs> um, I don't know how that goes. Uh, you know, I think they've. I think they. You don't have two Hall of Famers. You know, pretty close to their peak still. I mean, Anthony Davis is at his peak, and LeBron's you know on the on the backside of his peak, but he's still a, an elite player. I don't think you can have those two guys and a guy like Kuzma and a couple others that they have and be bad. It's just a question of can they be good enough to be a contender. I think that's what everyone is kind of wondering out here. I, a lot of there's a lot of raised eyebrows and sh- shrugged shoulders uh, and and thoughts like, well, they're they're only going to be so bad, but is there also a cap on how good they can be? I think that's what everybody's kind of thinking right now. Yeah, I think the one thing is that the Lakers will finally deserve some of the headlines because there is a lot of intrigue and a lot of great players on that team and see how they all come together. Um, I was talking, I was hosting Big Blue Insider today and I got to talk to our buddy Kyle Mann and, and we were talking about how we wished we were able to see Rondo's face when that report came out that LeBron was going to be the point guard because uh, you know how Rondo's personality is. <laughs> yes. Yes, I. Uh, I'm sure he had a few choice words. <laughs> There's no. Although doubt. he, may, I mean, he may have known signing on on the front end. He may have known that was the deal. Yeah, that's that's possible, I guess, as well. Okay, so that's going to do it for this edition of the show. Um, thanks again to Grassroots Pharmacy for sponsoring. Uh, as I've been mentioning in the last couple podcasts, be sure to read Kyle's work on the athletics, specifically his. Uh, what'd you call it? Your football primer. Yeah, it's our state of the program series. It's four thousand words on kind of where the where Kentucky football's been, where it's uh, going, sort of the state of things in the the now and the long term, a good roster breakdown, and also some big picture stuff. I got to speak to Mark Stoops about a lot of things about his program, and, and hopefully uh, if you read that thing, you'll be geared up and ready to go, know everything you need to know going into this uh, 2019 season. And as I mentioned, once Kyle gets back in town, we're going to go over some of that stuff and talk a bunch of football. Uh, I just talked about how I hosted Big Blue Insider. Got to talk to Kyle Mann and Ben Roberts. So if you want to go check out that podcast, just search Big Blue Insider on any podcast player you have. And that's where you can also find Locked on Kentucky, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. I could go on and on. But we got to wrap it up because Kyle's got some gambling to do. Kyle, where can people follow you along on Twitter so they can see awesome pictures of Taco Fall? At the athletic, at the athletic, <laughs> they can do it there too. At Kyle Tucker underscore ATH. I'm at Curtis Birch, B U R C H. Please follow at Locked on UK on Twitter and Instagram as well. That's all, guys. Thanks for listening. You are locked on Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts locked on. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. Yo, yo. Good. You good with the buzz of the of the uh, oh, summer league yeah. concourse in the background? Is that all right? Oh, that that sets the scene, man. Excellent. I feel like I'm there in Vegas. So. <laughs> this place is crazy. Like every person associated with the NBA is here. Really. Yeah, like every media person, every just everybody, like all the like, apart, like most of the stars show up at some point and just are like wandering around, and all the coaches and stuff. It's crazy.